98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines, senior lawyer calls on the Department of Justice to better manage cases with large numbers of defendants. Hong Kong disappears from the Heritage Foundation's Index of Economic Freedom and the former head of the Centre for Health Protection says coincidental deaths are bound to happen during vaccinations. Day 4 of a marathon bail hearing for 47 pro-democracy figures charged with subversion resumed this morning with four other defendants submitting supplementary submissions in person. Vicky Wong has more. At the start of the hearing, prosecutors complained that some media had reported information that fell outside what was allowed by the law, saying they were concerned that it could undermine the integrity of future legal proceedings. Chief Magistrate Victor So reminded members of the public and the media that they had to observe the reporting restrictions in relation to bail hearing unless the court says otherwise. The 47 were charged on Sunday and have been on remand ever since. They are accused of plotting to overthrow the government by trying to gain a majority in LegCo and then indiscriminately voting down the budgets. Defendants Owen Chow and Lester Shem are no longer at the hearing but in hospital. Earlier, a senior counsel called on the Department of Justice to better manage cases where a large number of defendants are involved. Anita Yip called the lengthy bail hearing for 47 pro-democracy figures charged with subversion disastrous and disgraceful. Bail applications could have been heard in batches. In that way, it could have avoided the disastrous situation. I read from the press reports that some of the defendants were unable to give their instructions to the defense lawyer before they were brought up in court. They were not even given the opportunity to um, have food. They couldn't shower. And on the very first day, the hearing lasted between 11 in the morning and I think about 2.45 in the morning. So with a good 14 or 15 hours, it's very, very unsatisfactory. Hong Kong has disappeared from the annual ranking of the world's freest economies. The Heritage Foundation says it has removed Hong Kong along with Macau from its 2021 index of economic freedom because the two economies are now clearly controlled by Beijing. The foundation said both cities would in future be considered in China's evaluation. China was ranked 107th in the new edition, while Singapore took the top spot. Hong Kong was ranked second last year. It had occupied the top position for more than two decades. The student unions of seven universities have issued a joint statement accusing the Chinese university of being a, quote, puppet of tyranny for cutting ties with its own union. They accuse the school of oppressing student autonomy, saying it's such interference has led to self-censorship among students, which would result in an erosion of academic freedom. One Monday, on Monday, the new leadership of the Chinese University Student Union said it was forced to resign after the school refused to recognise it and ban members from university committees. The university said the new leadership failed to clarify statements it had made that could be in breach of the national security law. The former head of the Centre for Health Protection says the conclusion for an ex- from an expert panel that the death of a 63-year-old man wasn't vaccine-related is sound and evidence-based. The chronically ill man was obese with hypertension, diabetes and coronary heart disease. He died two days after getting a Sinovac COVID-19 jab. Dr Thomas Sung, a member of the government's vaccination task force, said as more people get inoculated, the public should be psychologically prepared for such coincidences to happen. With more people getting vaccinated, these coincidences will happen. They are bound to happen. Look at what Norway reported about two months ago with over 20 elderly people dying after vaccination. That created a lot of concern. But when the World Health Organization 
organization came up and say that this is not related to vaccine, the vaccination rate will pick up again. So I think we are witnessing a similar event happening. So we should be psychologically prepared for such coincidences. Meanwhile, the government has said people are still keen to get vaccinated, even though figures show the daily number of inoculations has dropped by over a 1,000. The official in charge of the vaccination programme, Civil Service Secretary Patrick Nip, said although some citizens were worried about getting vaccinated, others were enthusiastic. He said 250,000 people had so far made appointments for the Sinovac vaccine, while 96,000 had signed up for jabs made by German firm BioNTech. A new study has found nearly all of the world's COVID-19 deaths are happening in countries with high rates of obesity. Based on the evidence, the World Obesity Federation is calling for prioritising obese people in vaccination programmes, is the BBC's Caroline Hawley. Obesity is a known risk factor for severe COVID-19, but the latest global statistics from the World Obesity Federation are dramatic. It says that death rates are usually 10 times higher in countries where more than 50% of the population is overweight. If the world's obesity epidemic had been tackled before COVID, it says hundreds of thousands of deaths could have been avoided. Germany has become the latest European Union country to change its stance on the use of the AstraZeneca coronavirus vaccine after data from Britain showed it was highly effective in protecting the elderly. Chancellor Angela Merkel said the Oxford jab would soon be authorised for those aged 65 and over. Here's the BBC's James Reid. Germany based its initial decision to limit use of the AstraZeneca vaccine to younger people on a lack of data. But muddled communication and misleading media coverage led to a public perception that it was less effective than other jabs. Hundreds of thousands of doses remain unused, delaying an already sluggish vaccination campaign. Approving the AstraZeneca jab for older people should help pick up the pace. Mrs Merkel also said Germany would adopt the British approach of spacing the two doses by up to 12 weeks to give more people initial protection against the virus. President Biden has condemned the decision to lift the requirement to wear masks in the state of Texas and Mississippi as Neanderthal thinking. He said the governors of the two states had made a big mistake given that coronavirus deaths are still rising across the United States. I hope everybody's realised by now these masks make a difference. We are on the cusp of being able to fundamentally change the nature of this disease because of the way in which we're able to get vaccines in people's arms. And the last thing, the last thing we need is the Neanderthal thinking that in the meantime, everything's fine. Take off your mask. Forget it. It still matters. Governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, has addressed claims of sexual harassment for the first time by saying he'll fully cooperate with an investigation, but stressed he won't resign. He said he'd never touched anyone inappropriately, but acknowledged his habit of hugging and kissing people had been ill-received. I now understand that I acted in a way that made people feel uncomfortable. It was unintentional, and I truly and deeply apologize for it. I feel awful about it, and frankly, I am embarrassed by it. And that's not easy to say. Police at the U.S. Capitol building in Washington say they have intelligence showing a possible plot by a militia group to breach the complex today. Trump supporters launched a deadly assault on the Capitol in January to try to stop Congress certifying President Biden's victory. Here's the BBC's Gary O'Donoghue. 
The intelligence involves a possible plot by a far-right group to storm the capital. The FBI has indicated that it could involve the Three Percenters, an organisation deemed extremist by prosecutors. The date of March the 4th is significant, as conspiracy theorists believe it marks the true inauguration day and will see the return of Donald Trump. Police say they're taking the threat seriously and the capital remains surrounded by miles of razor-topped fencing and 5,000 National Guard troops remain on patrol. The latest test of an unmanned SpaceX rocket has ended in a fiery explosion after what appeared to be a successful takeoff and landing. Video showed the rocket reaching a predetermined height of 10 kilometres before landing again. It blew up minutes later. Two previous tests also failed. SpaceX hopes to send the rocket to Mars. Japanese billionaire has begun a search for eight people to join him for a trip around the moon. Yusaku Meizawa is offering the trip of a lifetime for free on one of Elon Musk's SpaceX flights in 2023. Mr Meizawa said the people would become the first private passengers to complete the seven-day expedition. He said he hoped the journey would make them more curious about the Earth. I am curious. That is my reason to go to space. And I want to cherish the Earth. So I want to see it as a whole during this opportunity. I expect I will be more motivated if I could go to space. Scientists say they've succeeded in confirming the origin of high-energy solar particles, finding that could make it easier to predict the dangerous solar storms they can cause when they reach the Earth. The particles come from plasma that's been locked in the lower layers of the sun's atmosphere. Researchers say this will help understand its processes better, which in turn may lead to more accurate predictions. The high-energy particles can damage satellites and even electronic infrastructure on Earth when they hit our planet. Kensington Palace has announced it'll investigate allegations that the Duchess of Sussex bullied members of its staff in the months after her wedding to Prince Harry in 2018. Several employees of the royal residence left their jobs that year amid rumours that Meghan was an over-demanding boss. Spokesperson for Meghan said she was saddened by what she described as an attack on her character. The European Union says it'll take legal action against Britain for breaching the terms of the Brexit deal in regards to Northern Ireland. London has said it'll unilaterally extend by six months a grace period in which goods shipped from the British mainland to the region are not checked. Here's the BBC's Kevin Conroy. The senior EU official Maral Shevchevich condemned the UK decision in sharp language, speaking of a breach of international law and a breach of Britain's good faith obligations. He also pointed out that the last time the Joint Implementation Committee met last week, the UK had reiterated its commitment to the proper implementation of the deal on Northern Ireland. There are no quick legal remedies available to the EU, but the political atmosphere around the post-Brexit relationship between Brussels and London will certainly be soured. Short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 29,147. That's 743 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $118 billion. Currencies, US dollars trading at 107.06 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 20 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 81 cents. Sport now, and here's Adam Chern.
Manchester United and Crystal Palace finished without a goal in their English Premier League match at Selhurst Park. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's United side have recorded a nil-nil draw in three consecutive league games. They're 14 points behind Manchester City ahead of Sunday's top two derby. When you have three clean sheets in a row, that'll help you win games because we have the quality to, uh, to win games, but we haven't produced that quality. So if we keep on uh, having clean sheets, at least we've got a foundation to build from. Palace boss Roy Hodgson felt his side did well against a tough opposition. Incredibly individual players, a very, very good team. But I've got to say, I thought that the way we went about our job tonight, I really can't fault it in any way. We didn't, we didn't concede a lot of chances and there were occasions, I thought, when we, we, we got the ball down in midfield and play where we actually showed that we might score a goal ourselves. Leicester City drew one all with Burnley at Turf Moor. Brendan Rodgers' Leicester remains third in the table despite their injury problems. OK, everyone talks about the injuries and, and everything else, but um, but like I say, the, the players that are playing, they're contributing everything and they're giving everything and that's all I can ask for. Sheffield United recorded their fourth win of the season, beating Aston Villa 1-0 at Bramall Lane. David McGoldrick scored for the Blades, who remained bottom, their 12 points from safety. Villa boss Dean Smith was left disappointed with the size performance. Pure frustration. Um, a little bit annoyed as well, I thought. We lacked a little bit of quality in the final third. I, I thought we became a little bit too frantic trying to find the goal. Um, you know, uh, our build-up un until the 18-yard box was was pretty good and we, we got it wide into good areas, but threw in a, fr a few too many um, poor crosses for me, really. The Arsenal boss Mikel Arteta has dismissed speculations linking him with Barcelona. Reports in Spain last week suggested Joel Laporta had Arteta in his sight if he becomes president next week. Arteta says he understands why he's been linked to his former club, but insists he's fully focused on the task at hand at Arsenal. That is always going to be a speculation um, when there are elections in Barcelona. It's a huge team. Obviously, I was um, raised there as a player and they're always going to be linked, but um, I'm fully focused to the job that I have to do here, which we have a lot to do and um, I'm really enjoying it. Barcelona's presidential elections are set to take place this weekend. On the pitch, Barca reached the final of the Copa del Rey after beating Sevilla 3-0 at Camp Nou, going through 3-2 on aggregate. Danish international Martin Brathwaite scored the decisive goal in extra time. Barca will face Athletic Bilbao or Levante in the final. And as you look at sports. To end the news, the top stories once again as Senior Loire calls on the Department of Justice to better manage cases with large numbers of defendants. And Hong Kong disappears from the Heritage Foundation's Index of Economic Freedom. And that's the news from RTHK. I will help fight the virus. I will protect Hong Kong. The government has launched the Leave Home Safe mobile app for everyone to keep visit records. Remember to use the app to scan QR codes of designated venues. Visit records will only be kept in your phone. If you went somewhere visited by a confirmed patient around the same time, the app will automatically alert you and give health advice. Use the app together. Feel at ease when going out. Let's fight the virus. Scan with Leave Home Safe. No matter how fit we are, it is important to get vaccinated to prevent COVID-19. 
All along, we have received different vaccines to prevent infections. Vaccines will help create antibodies and memory in our immune system. When we come into contact with viruses in future, our immune system will quickly resist them. It is the simplest and most effective method to protect ourselves and others. Let's get vaccinated.